0: Yeah, baby, that is literally a quote. From all three Austin Powers movies. Man, those were so good. I wish there was five, six, or seven. But, hey everyone, speaking of numbers like that, this is the second Utopia to Me podcast with your host, me, Chris Locke. And uh, I'm very excited for this one. It's going to be great. I hope you listen to this one while you're on a plane, traveling somewhere and being like, man, this plane is... This plane ride is so boring. I mean, there's things I like about it. Like, it's better than riding a horse to the destination I want to go to. But what can I... Oh, I'll put on a Utopia to Me, the second podcast uh, by Chris Locke with his special guest today. You guys are going to love him. It's Nick Flanagan, a guy I've been doing comedy shows with for over 10 years. Hilarious comedian, insane writer, and also toured all over North America... And Europe as a punk rock screamer in the in the punk band Brutal Nights. And now he's got a new punk band that's just uh, doing great called Wrong Hole. And you got to check that out. The, because he puts these, like, the videos for Wrong Hole are awesome because they have the lyrics attached to them. And that is the best part of the music, is Nick's super funny lyrics. So great. So he's our guest. Uh, we're going to get to him in a sec. I just want to say last week I thanked... Uh, Drew Smith for the amazing, like, intro song that you heard just now, and another big hand for him. If you're at home, clap. If you're on the plane, clap. That'll freak everyone out. Um, but the, if you've noticed the logo, the logo is a painting by my wife, Kathleen Phillips, and so I want to thank her on the podcast. And also the wording and the banner for iTunes and everything is by the amazing graphic artist, uh, and comedian and writer, everything, Kurt Furla. So, K- Kurt Furla and Kathleen Phillips, thank you so much for all your help. And you made it look amazing. And, yeah, we're going to get this podcast started. My wife is actually out of town now. She just went to Halifax to film a TV show. And then she goes to Winnipeg, Canada, to film a TV show. And that's what's happening. So, you guys can imagine, I am sitting here in my underwear... With cheesy fingerprints on my hairy chest. So without further ado and that image in mind, please enjoy this amazing podcast uh, that I had a lot of fun doing uh, with my good pal Nick Flanagan. Enjoy and, uh, and uh, I don't know, eat eat something while you listen. Enjoy. From the Marvel Comics. I don't know Marvel Comics as much as everyone else. Did I just you know the like er, classics, like Spider Man and X Men and stuff. You got your Spider Man's, your X Men's fans for Fantastic Four, fans for fans. I'm a fan of all four. FF, Follow Friday Four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I want you to be super comfortable when we ch- when we get into this. Are you super comfortable? You're yeah. kind of half leaning on a blanket. I know it seems like I'm not comfortable, but now it's getting better. Sometimes I like pretend that. I'm more comfortable than I am. Like, you know, when you say, yeah, 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 I'm fine. I'm good. And then you're not good. Your arm is akimbo.
1: Yeah. yeah, definitely. But I'm sort of
0: double jointed, so. It's always harsh tokes when you realize that your arm's been akimbo the whole time. But aren't harsh tokes awesome? <laughs> well, they make you more high for sure. Yeah, you're like, ah! <laughs> hey, everyone, I'm. It's Utopia to me. As you know, probably I did an intro for this podcast, I'm sure, but it's I'm here a good one. today, and I probably already introduced our guest. I don't know. I'm still learning how to do this, but this is going to be the second podcast. We're all learning. Yeah. We're always growing and learning, but yeah. that is Nick Flanagan that you hear. Hi, Chris. Welcome. Thanks for Yay. coming on the show. Thanks. So man. Nick is a very funny stand-up comedian, punk rock singer, uh, TV script writer, extraordinaire, man of many talents, got his hands in all the pots. And my hand's on your shoulder. It is akimbo resting on my shoulder. Very briefly. Yeah, now it's gone. Because it was, it's warm in here. It's not yeah. really... You touched me for a second, then you're like, whoops, this is not that kind of pot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've heard that body language, and especially touching, really means that people want to like get it on with you. Oh my God, I touch everybody. Exactly. Wait, do the if I touch people does it mean they want to get on get it on with me? <laughs> no, I it should work that way like a magic touch. Yeah, that would rule. <laughs> but I think it's more that you are indicating that maybe things could go further than a hug. Yeah. And and they definitely are open to a hug. Yeah. That actually really messed with my brain when somebody told me that. Yeah. They were like they were like, "Yeah, I mean, if someone touches you a lot, that probably means, you know, they're they're interested in you." Yeah. And I just thought of all of the people I was interested in who don't touch me when we... <laughs> oh, yeah. What about all the people that you reach out to touch and they actually recoil in horror? <laughs> Lots. Many. I many know. People. Many people. You're like, hmm, I got to keep working on it. You know, I feel like there's a sweet spot in life where like yeah. there's a long period of time where most people will recoil from you. For men, it's in the ass, I've heard. The sweet <laughs> spot is in the anal. Yeah, that's actually if you were to be cooked. Yeah. Most edible. The most... most is that true? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is true. Yeah. I cooked a man. I cooked a man just to watch him fry. <laughs> oh, Johnny Cash. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Do you want to get to the topic of the thing? Is that how you just roll? You just jump. We just right roll in and play. It, we ha- we we do the topic, but we also hang out. So we you can don't want to talk out. about the mics we hit over the. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> to keep the mic close to, your... I'm so self like. I- I think that's good this is probably Just always good watch amount. the level Like look I'm like that Wait watch I'll say something Wait stop old. doing old ODB Check this out yeah. This is me talking right now See that level Now you talk Hi my name's Chris That seems about the same I've never right? been to a real store <laughs> Ever since the internet came in. Hello my life. I'm a real estate agent Chris we're gonna hire you to do a commercial for the internet <laughs> <laughs> Hello <laughs> Welcome to the internet. Let me show you around. Oh my God! Don't open that door. Uh, Crazy, that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the bad news. You're gonna have to do a retake. They don't do www anymore. <laughs> welcome to the www dot your address here. Welcome to ca dot ca. Commercials are always old timey, guys. Eh? They seem like oh, welcome to the cheese uh, factory. <laughs> Do you remember when the internet had that dip in popularity and the Canadian government had to do those ads for it? I want to tell you something. I feel like... Who was I talking about this with? I don't know if I was talking about this on my podcast with someone else. Or if I was talking to someone in real life. But those part of our heritage commercials... Of course. Canadian heritage moment. Yeah. Part of our heritage Canadian moments or whatever. Mm -hmm. They were always like, look... I swear, this guy invented this while he was on a train about to go to America. I know. It would always be something. There was definitely travel. He'd constantly. be like, Superman. I invented Superman. And then they'd be like, welcome to America. <laughs> this is the guy who invented the first border. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, you're in America now. O- officially, he was in America when the first Canadian invented the border. This is the first. Speaking of borders. mm mm-hmm. Your perfect utopian world uh, yeah would have uh, would it have borders everyone's house would be its own country Wow so there are still more there are people here mm-hmm. you want to live with people for sure mm-hmm. but you want them to be autonomous and have their own house country Each building is a country With its own customs. I really like that. And visas. Oh, God. (laughs) Imagine how hard it would be to get a green card for your neighbor's house. I'm trying to get a green card for (laughs) Sam's place, but I still haven't returned his barbecue (laughs) tongs. Yeah, yeah. He's like... Not looking good, buddy. Yeah, yeah. A good episode of Home Improvement, where Wilson has his own, I don't know. has his own barbecue tongs, and is like he won't let Tim his into own country. the country, and he's yeah. holding his daughter. Maybe like you could do a knot with him, daughter. Sorry, Tim. Only with the green card can you see my face. <laughs> That's the whole point of that show. Oh man, he probably had the grossest face. Yeah, it's sad when he passed away, they still didn't show his face. Did he really? <laughs> I don't want him to die. He did. Oh, the man, man who played Wilson had passed away, unfortunately. How? Uh, Pam? <laughs> JTT. They're all still there. The strong child. They're all gone. There's a, Have you ever heard of the curse of home improvement? <laughs> yes, <laughs> by watching it. If That's you the watch curse, the... That right? Uh, <laughs> bam, bam. That's good. No home improvement in my utopia, by the way. In uh, both senses of the word. You cannot <laughs> you can't, renovate your house. Your country is your country until it collapses. What well, you're born in. So everyone is in uh, these super old-timey colonial homes. Oh, God. Do you inherit your home from like generations? Of family. Yeah, but the way people. And they get, don't repair it? Oh my God. Sometimes you'll merge a country. Yeah. Because my whole thing about this. Is if two countries are majorly in love with each other. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, no, that was exactly what I was Really? Say. No. Oh. Um, but uh, if I used to have this thing. this a great trick, I would say, a verbal trick. Yeah. If uh, I was walking with my girlfriend at the time, we'd see. Um, like a semi-detached house, two houses next to each other. Oh, boy. Here I'd we say, go. I'd say that's a really nice house. You know what I would do? I would I would knock the middle down, and I'd make it one house. Mm-hmm. And Two uh, front doors. Oh, wouldn't that? That would be nice. <laughs> one for the kids. Yeah. You go in 387. <laughs> one for the kids. The parents go in 385. <laughs> so it's still two houses. <laughs> then, but, but there's no wall in the middle. That's <laughs> it. Take the number down. you got to take one of those numbers down. But anyway... Um, okay, so okay. you could do that in this utopia. You could yeah. actually marry like, You could marry with another house and yeah. meld them together. Yeah, I meld countries. Country house. Because I think that would be the ultimate point of That's a different of definition utopia. of country house. Yeah, wow. Country home. I live in a country home. It's not what you think. You, you, you <laughs> it has different currency than <laughs> yeah. your home. It is my own country, home. Yeah. Uh, so, So yeah, it would just be this... This thing where eventually the dream is that every house will fall in love. Yeah. We'll all be just one country, large country house. Oh, my God. That's that's a beautiful dream. So in a way... You're taking us to the possibly the worst <laughs> thing that the world can <laughs> become to, but then... it will become the best. So it's but like the like, yeah. exact opposite of utopia. No, but <laughs> your utopia is a giant lesson in world unity. Yes. Yeah. That's beautiful. I want that. I want world unity. Okay, so let's get... I worried. want my jokes to work on everybody. Yeah. I was doing this much—that's oh, going to be mic. a lot be harder than all of the houses falling in love with each other. I know other. <laughs> it's like it's like. Also, uh, everyone needs to read this newsletter that uh, explains Harvey Villachos, so you understand <laughs> who that yeah. is when I talk about him. <laughs> great impression of, of also. Him. Um, yeah, it's like hi, I'm your neighbor Nick, and also <laughs> for some reason I do five minutes on Brian Wilson <laughs> and the Bare Naked Ladies. Oh my God, and it's very funny, but you have to be on <laughs> pa- my page. Also. I think By the that, way I'm not I love that bit. This ut- <laughs> I love a dude. And then Enid comes in at the end there with the little right Enid we never did nothing. Actually these are some other parts of that Utopia that I'll roll yeah. with here. Okay. Is bare naked ladies make every national anthem. Okay, so what you do is you register as. A so, for, so your utopia is also a dystopia for me, and it's just Stephen Page, <laughs> the rap and no. Okay, Stephen Page, I'm yeah, with just it, just Stephen Page. So My... he does these mournful anthems. Actually, you say that in your bit. Can I mention that? Then yeah, you stick up for Stephen Page, definitely. I think that's the best. Yeah, because me too. you know the Verneigan ladies to me, I've, I have to admit it. I'm sorry, they're a little corny. Oh yeah, content-wise, they, they were villains almost for any any cool self-respecting dude. Hunter Thompson reading eighteen to twenty-two DIY year old kid. person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, now it's like I'm trying to think of what band Stephen Page. If he had a little edge to him, guess what? The rest of the bare naked ladies. That's what you needed. Yeah, he's Pete Yorn. He's, he's yeah. Ryan Adams. <laughs> he's cool, man. Yeah, you know, just just throw some sort of. Or he got cool effects in the mix. Yeah, he got cool. Their the, version of "Lovers in a Dangerous Time" is well, that's the a best nice version. But then the video feels weird, right? Because they're like on the back of a truck doing this kind of like yeah, weird, the winter thing. Like. But you know what? It's Scarborough in the winter, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I just think it's like Scarborough, Scarborough is a area of Toronto. Everybody, and it's also the beginning word of the song "Scarborough Fair." Oh yes! Yeah. So also, I guess it's probably performed by too. the Bare Naked Ladies at some point. Ah, we were going to Scarborough. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's how. Stephen so Page they're making things. every national anthem. Yeah, any language you want, so they could do the. Oh Cantonese. my God! How many houses do you think total on the whole planet? Then how, ta- how about seventy bill house countries? Seventy bill, seventy billion. I, I bet you right now there's more than seventy billion houses on the planet. But your perfect utopian world, there's 70 bill, 70 billion homes, no more, no less. When you say we're all part of, well, there are less when they fall in love. When you give like a news broadcast and you say we're all part of the 70 bill, <laughs> everyone knows that expression. <laughs> I'm actually still trying to think of what my place is. I know I want to be in a position. Well, of we're going to get specific big time. Yeah, I want to know the exact I ramifications think I'm the ambassador to everything. Like I'm the mediator. Like you For have your own country home, yes. but you are also the ambassador of the 70 bill. Yeah. Can we call it the 70 bill? Yeah. yeah. So it might not even be called planet earth, It but might I'm, just be called the 70 bill instead. That's space. in your name of the 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 planet Yeah, the I like 70 it. bill. Yeah, it's like uh the aliens get mad when that's go so far to get to the 70 bill. Yeah, or they just bypass the 70 bill cuz we don't know if they like us. We'd be skipping, no. we'd be skipping this one. That's how aliens talk. They talk like James Mason. <laughs> we'll be skipping this one. I can't even do it. Um, um. So we're trying to plan out this Lolita. (laughs) We're trying. Why aren't Lolita? Why don't you take me to your high school graduation? I'm not comfortable starring in this, but here, here I (laughs) am. I respect Nabokov. Remember when Jeremy Irons was in the Lolita afterwards? Oh man. Well, to get did that begin murders. or end his career? <laughs> <laughs> it begun the second act. Yeah, of exactly. The Irons' career. Jeremy Irons will do anything. Was it before or after Dead <laughs> to <a> Ringers? Girl. <laughs> <laughs> was it before or after Dead Ringers? Way after Dead Ringers. <laughs> Dead Ringers rule. Never saw it. Oh my god! Really want to see it. Do you know that he plays? He plays two really really weird twins. That, yes, are, like, I did that, know that, that are like that's the thing about him. He's basically doing the yeah. Social Network. He was the first Social Network guy. <laughs> He's playing, you know <laughs> how like the twins are played by the same guy in the social network? No, it's called the... Oh, really? Are they called the social They're network? Twins? Yeah, you mean... like the Van Pelt or whatever, the Van Houten, whatever those two I don't fancy know. brothers who originally had the Facebook idea. And I never Zuckerberg. saw the social network. Well, that's another element of my utopia. I wasn't now. super psyched to hear more Trent Reznor music. I don't even remember the music. It was probably like like, you were never like I I loved no. That's the thing I loved Nine Inch Nails so much when I was a voodoo child. They're basically like Nirvana except he's alive. Like in terms of being classic rock and being appreciated. But as '90s. well, I should rock. give it another listen it 's just that there was so much angst in the music that it fit perfectly with me at the time, yeah. and then, when I got older, I got embarrassed that it 's maybe not embarrassed about the music but embarrassed that about my own angst well, I think that there 's something about being a teenager and really identifying with a person calling other people pigs yeah. and then like oh, years the later you're like, you 're like pigs why? Yeah. Why, do, why did I think everyone else in the world was a pig? <laughs> I can feel just... I don't want to... I don't want to F you like an animal. I don't want to have sex like an animal? Yeah. In the pee hole? I don't want to have sex with you like an animal? (laughs) uh, And then uh, then hurt? Yeah. My empire of shit. Yeah, and then Johnny Cash nailed it. Yeah, to the cross, and then worshipped it. He was a good (laughs) Christian. Yeah, he was like, don't take that down. I had an experience with Trent Reznor once. Tell me about it. Well, I went to... Rotate this popular record store in Toronto. Yeah, i was about thirteen or fourteen. One of the best, and I don't remember uh, CFNY. This record, uh, this radio station, was right by my house, and I know that there were a lot. I think the Ramones were there that day. They would always have celebrity interviews there, like famous musicians. Mm-hmm. And nice Nails were there, and I just bought this super snobby to me seven-inch double seven-inch record. Me, what was it? It was one side was Rock from the Crypt oh and yeah the other side drive like jay something? no it was multi fairies which was i think a japanese band oh crazy and, split yeah and it was on what was the rocket from the crib song I don't remember. They were really good though, and it was on that label that they were. were Another band I was a freak for. Yeah, they're awesome. Really good live. Yeah, I saw them only live once. Me too. In London, Ontario, a very small venue. It was really satisfying. That's good. I saw them on like the second Warp tour. Not as satisfying because it was outside. Drive like Jehu reunion coming up. I know, but I don't think they're coming here. Ah, they will. That'd be, cool. be foolish. No. I saw Hot Snakes. Me too. That was great. Yeah. Can I do, do one impression of Hot Snakes? Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <banana>. No. <Dana. laughs> yeah, but no. But this is that was pretty good. There, you got a bit. it. Sounded like them. Um, I the like your headband. It. I might add that to the Utopia. Yeah. That's all right. what's, what's tied around every pipe in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Sweatbands for every bathroom. No, but before we get back to your house, yeah, you want to your talk country home, and, Hot and your ambassadorship of the 70 bill, <laughs> I just want to say the, another myself. rotate this connection with you, mm-hmm. besides the Nine Channels dudes were there the one time. And both you and I oh, yeah, have probably gone to that, that record store five billion times. 50, 70 bill. Mm-hmm. But... Kevin worked yeah. there for years, and now he works at the bar where you do your yeah, monthly he, he show. Yeah, he bartends at Unlovable, Kevin. And he is like Hedgesic. the coolest dude. He's great. He directed the documentary about the punk band, Fifth Column. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and Kevin, but Kevin came in, like, he was like a fourth fifth generation rotate employee oh yeah because i started going to rotate this when i was like 13 yeah me too yeah so it was like the dude that was in your band um mark jarrett he mark was the one that like got me into so much stuff he worked there my friend esther worked there i mean i could list so many different zoe worked there people alex malaco worked there she's a really good writer and then brian taylor yeah very special person But, um, (laughs) that's weird. Brian Taylor, the developmentally disabled other sister of, no, no, no. I don't mean that at all. I just said very special. sounded weird when I said Yeah, yeah. Uh, A very special Christmas. One of the first tapes I bought. He's the one that Um, drove to Chicago a lot to see Jesus Lizard, right? Brian Taylor? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, he was singing Youth, Youth, Youth in like the 80s, which was like a huge sort of drop. Wait, is he the owner? I think he has ownership now, but, uh, Pierre's the owner. Yeah, he's got the beard. Oh then uh, no I'm thinking of Pierre yeah. maybe. But um anyway, I saw the Devil Dogs in the back of Rotate. I saw the Melvins at the, the back of the Rotate. original Rotate. Yeah. Yeah. Um however Wait, it, who was the second band? The Melvins. Holy in the shit. garage at Rotate This. Was, was that nineties? Yes, it was insane. That's it was amazing. so amazing. And um anyway. Every so, now and then I satisfy my need for Melvin's crunch. I mean I really only listen to Houdini. But it's the I best. love Houdini. I love that one, but people don't want to like it because it's hot from that era. You know? Yeah, I mean, but it's I, really good. Yeah, Night Goat is the best thing I've ever heard. I mean, I kind of think is I'm just not as maybe enamored with like the jamminess of bands sometimes. Not that Melvins yeah. were jammy, but they would definitely do big fuzz like yeah, more like for, for a, a very long doom. time. Yeah, but you know, like the kind of Boris stuff. album or whatever is just mm, super long songs Earth or right? whatever like. Yeah. Um, but Houdini is just awesome songs and a really great Kiss cover. So yeah. going blind. So yeah, yeah, I mean, I never really. It was one of those things where I loved it, but it was all I really knew. Except the one after that was really good too. That's okay. You're a busy man. <laughs> There's tons of other albums to see, things to do. I gotta, I, got I gotta like, download like Rich Homie Quan mixtapes. Like yeah, paper. who the hell is that? He's got that song. Some kind of some type of way. You know, I that song. Know. Some, What's well, his that's name? Amazing. Make me feel rich, homie Quan. Do you like Shabazz Palaces? I don't listen to it enough, but I'd love to. I have to review some albums tomorrow for um, Chart Attack vids, and I haven't listened to three of them yet. You gotta cram it in tonight. Fuck. I keep listening to the Tai Saga one over and over again. Which is like a musician's nightmare, by the way, is the idea that, like, the person who had to review it. Listen to it twice the night before they had to write. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But the thing is, is the vids. The point of them is I'm like stupid in them, yeah, like I'm an idiot. Fun. So it doesn't. It's fine. It doesn't. And I do not try to rip on the band. Anyways. Would you rather you were doing one of those ones where it's? I'm still. Really do you think the audience can hear the rain outside? I hope they can. It's very atmospheric. It's very Riders on the Storm. Yeah. Let's oh, by try. the way, Riders on the Storm is the only song allowed in this Utopia besides uh, Page. <laughs> ding, doom 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 it's the best, man. maybe even just the intro part. So, like, and it's just the rain. Playing, yeah, <laughs> it's just the rain. <laughs> My favorite part of Riders on the Storm is the rainstorm. Oh, and I'd love for there to be just a constellation that formed uh, the cover of that Buffalo Springfield album. Oh God, man! Listen, one time, uh, a bunch of us Dinkus, that old sketch troupe. Yeah, we were driving. In, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were driving in a rental Dinkus. car. Um... Uh, SUV, actually. We upgraded to an SUV to New York in January. Biggest snowstorm ever. Um, Like, you know, we saw 18-wheeler wasted on the side of the road. And it was very scary. And Graham Wagner, one of our super funny friends, who hopefully will do. Yeah. So we couldn't see. We're trying to make it on the highway. Uh We all thought we were going to die. And Graham puts on riders on the storm. (laughs) And it was the best. I love that he did that. Oh, shit. No, you know what? He put on The End. That's even better. That was better. Yeah. he's. I yeah. did something horrible like that once. The day of 9-11, yeah. I was working at- um, Riders on the Storm, man. <laughs> I love that it's like essentially Riders on the Storm and The End are like the same song, just like <laughs> yeah, a yeah. different, like a type of Doors song. It's the same, like. Just like how Lover Madly is, like, the same as, like, a couple of other Doors songs. It's the same mood. It's just, like, which one's closer to you? What's Crystal Ship like, though? The Crystal crystal Ship. ship. Why are we talking about the Doors? Everyone's supposed to hate the Doors. No, man. I just read Johnny Ramone's uh, autobiography. Oh, yeah? How long did it take you? Not long. The font (laughs) is big, it's one letter per page. one page page 1 hey page 2 oh page oh, 1 H, page 3 page 2 e page, four, page 3 go. y you know like it's yeah, oh, but but he's it's a great kind of peek into how he's probably a cool person to be friends with it's yeah. but it would be Sad to not be friends with him, and he was sort of grouchy all the time. Yeah, but uh, he loved the Doors, which is really interesting. That's me. cool. It's well, so, so sad did it that end of the century doc really makes you sad about how their real lives were. Well, I think you you know it's worth reading uh, Johnny's autobiography, and it's worth reading "I Slept with the Ramon," which is by um, his brother, by Joey's brother, and it's also with Legs McNeil. So it's like, yeah. Um, it's kind of like Bill Cosby's to George, my brother, Whom I slept with. <laughs> yeah, it's but It's, it's like a it's little misdirection. Like He's it with more OCD, yeah. with more alcoholism, yeah. less jokes, yeah. But, but there's some really amazing facts in there. Um, a lot of Bill Cosby's jokes are his dad going, "You guys better be asleep." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A lot of Bill Cosby's jokes are about the kind of physical abuse <laughs> that was okay. Listen to that rain coming down. It sounds beautiful. It makes me think of washing my back. Well, okay. So what? Are you, what kind of entertainment are you going to have in your country alone? Like no. your country home? Oh, okay. So my the, the other thing, thing is though, this is a bit of one of those situations where like the ambassador has it a little better <laughs> than yeah. like the rest of the population. Okay, I can see that. So you've got Just a little so we bit can of chill. So you're on a little bit of a pedestal. Well, I'm working girl. hard because I'm dealing with all these. You p- need more billions of homes. You need be girls ambassador. because right, you're working your butt off. So I've got sort of this like, like Princess Leia Jabba's palace <laughs> kind of the hostage. No, I'm just kidding. I've got. Do you have a no, princess? But I have, no. But I do have a Sy Sneedley type guy, like the the little sort of herring dude who's like <laughs> help. Yeah, laughing at everything I say. Um... And uh, I love it. No, no, no. Honestly, I don't have more frills, but... No, it's okay. No, no, this no. is your own private Idaho, man. Yeah. I don't know what that expression means, but I think that's <laughs> what it means. It means like a place you go to when you're molested. Oh, shit, really? I, I don't know, maybe. Well, then how come the B-52s are so happy when they sing about it? Because when you sing like this, <laughs> you sound happy, even when you say Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely became Jell-O-B-I-P-A-P. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... Fred um, Schneider was like the <laughs> nicest Jell-O by Afro. Yeah, definitely <laughs> He was totally like Southern Gentleman Jell-O <laughs> Yeah Just 15 miles to the left Holocaust It's a great place And <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like Jell-O's like It's a terrible place <laughs> Yeah <laughs> So I threw the rock I always remember so that So I threw the rock uh, I love yeah. it. My friend had a story. When called. you're 14, you're like, yeah, t- do it. I mean, when you're 14, it's one of those things where you buy Give Me Convenience, Give Me Death on vinyl. And I didn't have it I'm on vinyl. 14, I had it on a blank cassette from awesome. an older skater dude. Awesome. I'm just it saying to me. it came with that weird newsletter zine type of thing with lyrics yeah. in it. And you're like, I remember reading those. Like, they were newspaper articles. <laughs> they were not newspaper. <laughs> remember before the internet, every like punk album came with like paper catalogs for the rest of their. Yeah, do you remember Slug and Lettuce? The SST catalog was like uh, the best thing to look at in the world. I don't remember ever seeing the SST catalog. I definitely. Would get mail from Sub Pop of their catalogs. Yeah. And that was awesome to get because they also distributed a lot of stuff. So I'd see. This turning into a very music podcast. Is that you, okay? No, it's okay. Both you and I are big music fans. Well, I guess that would be a thing. Maybe. Well, there's um, going to be tons of music in Instead your of home. libraries, this utopia will have just. Uh, the catalogs. Victrola stations. <laughs> Where you going? Oh, Clockwork Orange. Yeah, you just listen. You pick up any of the vinyl in the world that's available at each one of these stations. And here's a weird question: so like Speaking it's a of Utopia slash Everyone's dystopia. waiting for Bob Marley Legend. Like a lot of people want to hear that because it makes them happy. That's nice. Yeah. In the Victrola station. Yeah. Sorry, I got distracted when you were saying that. But in the vein of d- Utopia versus Dystopia, etc., Victrola stations. Do you find? Alex from Clockwork Orange, his appreciation of Beethoven inspiring. <laughs> I mean, I guess anybody loving music is sort of inspiring. Isn't that you know? weird? I, I find it inspiring that in the far future, right. Beethoven is still a thing. Oh, know? yeah. So that's meaningful. That, that is Art beautiful. can last, you know, that Salieri yeah. is not having his way. I know that was Mozart, but you get what I'm trying to say. Um, oh, uh, he was so good in that. Beethoven lived upstairs. Is, a, is a, have you ever Did you ever hear that musical? Beethoven lived upstairs. No. Speaking of references, <laughs> that's like I guess I'm sending every one of these seventy billion people my like an explanation of what Beethoven lives upstairs and Mr. Bach comes to call. To call is I, these are like crazy children's story references I'm making that. I don't know them at all Yeah they were sort of like A bit along the lines of Free to be you and me Which Oh yeah Also that's the first thing A baby hears the Yeah The entire soundtrack To Marlo Thomas's uh, Free to be you and me So that Oh I nice. thought you meant That's what the doctor says When it pulls you out it's You are free right to be you to and me cry Yeah
1: that's
0: what the doctor says. That'd be amazing If your doctor was Raffy or something Dr. Raffy Has been a death <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Raffi You forgot to cut the cord (laughs) (laughs) The woman started walking away Dr. Raffi am I a baby Dr. Raffi may I ask you a serious question Am I a baby I'm really tempted to just throw that Raffi Is the doctor Is the surgeon general of this utopia Okay I just want to ask you before we Yeah I think fine why not Because even though he's not qualified to be a doctor Did he write the bagel song I'm not sure what that is. He just made it up. Yes. Oh, Mr. Bagel. Bagel, Mr. Golden Bagel. It's a hole. You surround it with bread. It's a hole. You cut it in half. It's a hole. You put it in the toaster. Then you get some Bagel toast. Yeah. Put some jam on the bagel and say it's really please. hard to thank you to nice your songs. mom. <laughs> Put some jam on the bagel and always be polite to your dad. was, was that Raffi's thing, this sort of like underlying uh no, but I feel like Soviet a, era like <laughs> be nice bagel, to your appearance in this hypocrisy. Oh it's a bagel. you being washed. it's a bagel. Doesn't have anything to do with the Jews. <laughs> That's this version of Rafi is like a lot more old. Be signed. proud that you can eat your bagel in this democracy. <laughs> yeah, the great leader gave us a bagel. The great leader is not a Jew. He has no religion. <laughs> What's that? That's that's like communism. That's Rafi in West Berlin. <laughs> 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 um, Rafiki. I like these Victrola stations, and mm-hmm. everybody's waiting for... Obama but you need a election. coupon to use it. It's so funny. Okay, so how do you get the coupon, then? Let's say that. Yeah, phone call to the ambassador. Maybe. And then what does the ambassador... How do you judge who gets the coupon or not? Yeah, they have to laugh at my jokes. Oh, God, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> but I explained the references first. Give me, please give me and the listeners an example of one of these jokes that the that the that one of the 70 bill have to laugh at to get the... Victrola coupon. Well, I'll have to who's line it. You realize how I'll have to Terry line. Gilliam this world sounds already, right? I'll have to who's line the joke. That means improvise. And like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to who's line this one. Let me just who's line this one. <coughs> um, <coughs> yes, and the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what am I, uh, well endowed? That's what you do with the prop game. Everything becomes a long penis in the prop game. I'll just be like, you ever noticed, uh these TV dinners, you can eat them in front of anything. <laughs> Wait, did you make that up just now? Yeah, that's a very good one. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> you. Write it down. Write it, it down. down. That was uh, there was once a comedy album that was called "Write It Down." That was a British comedian. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. Someone gave me a tape of it, and it would be like after every joke, he'd go write it down. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. Yeah, it is true. I forget the guy's name. <laughs> hey, you ever noticed these uh, TV dinners? Uh, you can eat them in front of other things. <laughs> <laughs> write it down. I think that's so. <laughs> write it down, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so and Imagine Roddy Dangerfield said that all the time. <laughs> hey, I don't get. My hey. wife told me I was one in a million. I found out she was right. <laughs> I write it down. <laughs> you know what he would say uh, when someone would tell him a joke? What? I don't get it. <laughs> Is that true? No, I don't know. I'm I get no people's jokes. jokes. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> hey, no. <laughs> hey, no butter. <laughs> hey, no offense. Uh, I get no people's jokes. I don't get no pork on a Friday. what am i doing rodney d ruled man i know yeah i love hearing i really love rodney d i love it when people like a comedian is doing a podcast and they're like talking about they're always like rodney or Johnny Carson. Well, when like, everybody's. I mean, Johnny up. was the best. Yeah, Johnny was the best. But then I started watching this documentary about Johnny Carson yesterday. I was yeah. like, oh, I think Johnny Carson might have been the best. He was the best, but some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, you never would think of him as being so mean. Probably, yeah, mean man. Yeah, well, man. They, I mean, I, the documentary was always talking about how he was like only a fun person when he was um, talking about the show in the writing con- of it context. And then yeah. every other time he was a, har- a hard person to know in quotation marks which me. he was probably like short with you and maybe made you feel small. I don't know. I'm just yeah. guessing. I saw this clip where like this woman with a super tight t-shirt on and a uh, generous portioned breasts <laughs> stood up on the show to ask him a question. And he was like, Ooh, mommy. <laughs> like, you know, like totally like just making lewd, lewd jokes about her breasts. And my gut reaction was I laughed. I thought that was funny, but obviously I'm a man. <laughs> but like, that's hardcore. That's like, I can't believe someone did that. That's like rat pack stuff. I mean, I think that people. Yeah, just, but I, I feel bad for I didn't. People the, got away with like. Anything but they didn't get the perspective at the time like that woman was maybe humiliated on the show. No, because it's like why would she be? It's like she wants a man. Yeah, she'd be things. like, Oh, she likes it. Actually this goes really well into my next role for my utopia. Good. Which is cat calls. None, totally cool. Everybody okay. can cat- I, everybody, I was hoping you were going to go a unique angle. Everybody can catcall each other. Yeah. And there's no nobody feels degraded. Nobody feels at risk. Right. They understand abilities. it. Okay. But here's the thing. Maybe this is why catcalls calls it's ultimately like are bad in our world now. You know when like a person would like reach yeah. out and be like, be like, be like, hey, where are you going? And then she'd be like, I don't know where I'm going. Where are you go? You know, like that can happen. But the girls can do it to the guys for sure. Yeah. More. I like it. What were you going to say? Well, I was wondering, like maybe it gave me an idea for a second. Our world now, for real, mm-hmm. maybe the reasons why cat calls became so detested. Cats. Uh, first of all, all the cats that would come by. Yeah. No, but uh, unwanted uh, <laughs> strays. But the, no, the real thing is, is maybe the beautiful women at first. Like the attention, most yeah. likely not. Probably this not. is a very s- big stretch, anyways. <laughs> but the people not getting the cat calls were the ones that started raising their ruckus. <laughs> That's such a sexist man <laughs> like thing the to worst say, attitude right? Attitude in the world. <laughs> I think the whole thing where girls complain about cat calls stresses. It really comes yeah, from the girls who would. You're not the get one that the wants calls. the cat call. That's what it is. No, I. Crazy uh, to think that cat calls originated. I guess from the fact that no. people were a girl would pass them by and they'd go. Well, yeah. But I want to say that like I really don't think that's the real reason. I was just trying to be the like trying to see like cuz if I pictured your world where you're saying cat calls work all the time and yeah. everybody's cool with it, I was just trying to project like how would that start becoming bad by accident and it would start becoming bad if the catcalls were disproportionate to each that's individual, actually, I was going to get into that's that. what I'm saying. I'm not yeah, trying yeah. to like say like no, no, the ugly no, no, no. This is this actually going to be a law in this world. Is that everybody like, has to be cat? Well, called. there's more women than men, right? Like it's yeah, like 51 yeah. percent, whatever it is, and uh, in your world or in, in my world, because this is a 70 bill we're talking about. It's not yeah just, in the 70 bill, but there's yeah. more. So basically, it needs to be. If I were you, I would have more pr- women. Proportionate, yeah. There's basically I'm the only man. And then it's a bunch of women.
1: What about me, man? Am I there? You're
0: there. Every every podcast, I should be like, what about me? Am I there? You know what I want you to do at this? (laughs) I want you to be like the sort of adventurer of of the world. So like if someone needs to cross a port... Of call, yeah, and there's like a rowboat or a steamboat. You need to take that steamboat. So you're yeah. sort of, you're basically like like I've I don't ne- know what's I've on the other seen, side. Yeah, I've never seen the movies, but you're like Michael Douglas in the *Romancing the Stone* movie, and you've never seen the movies. But you know what, man? Just you, you're <sighs> like Have you seen Kathleen Turner, and in... well, she looks great. Oh my god, she looks great. <laughs> we got really silent. Vi Warshovsky is still doing it uh, for me. <laughs> I'm up for it You know, I never caught V.I. Warshawski for some reason Well, it was a little bit of this type of voice Well, she's really are under arrest, sugar If you look at my DVD collection uh, i right movies from the bottom to the top But I have The Man Who Has Two Brains Good, Is she in it? She is the antagonist in that movie And boy, is she evil She was originally supposed to play Turner in Turner Hooch yeah, yeah. It was actually supposed to be called Turner and Kathleen. It was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she played Turner. So, so no, she like... played Kathleen. Uh, Tom well, Hanks is Turner. It was originally about her battle with alcohol. <laughs> That'd be funny <laughs> if Tom Hanks's name was Hooch. Oh yeah, Turner and Hooch. <laughs> Kathleen and uh, alcohol. Turner and Hooch. I love that Tom Hanks. Actually, is a little fun fact: his uh, real name, his last name, is Hooch. I love that. Tom Hooch. Is that his real last name? No, it should be. I always thought it was like Leibowitz. Also, Utopia: nobody dies, nobody suffers. That's very nice of you. They're all getting catcalls, and they can hurt themselves, and they're fine. Yeah, they they can fight, but nobody wants to. But and they can, yeah. And and let me ask you this: the only, only crime, the only crime, yeah, not having a good enough time. This is all very broad strokes here. Right, well, it started a bit more specific. We the have only the control factor. Ba- Basically, your utopia is a bunch of t-shirt slogans. <laughs> like, 50 cent mustache <laughs> rides. <laughs> yeah. Basements are macabre, though. Stay calm. <laughs> yeah, like, a no. basement is like the most terrifying place in the world. Don't go. Tell me this. Ramon's reference, kind of. Are there animals on, your, on the 70 belt? Everywhere. 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 And they live amongst humans in their country homes? Well, they're the governors. See? Now we're getting somewhere. This is detail-oriented. Animals are the governors, but there's the dog that's there's sort of... So it's all these different countries, but then they are divided into sort of districts. Yeah. So you would have Southland and then maybe Northwestern... um, Charmville, which would probably cover from, like, maybe Europe to, like, Asia Minor. Yeah. And that would be just... Charmville. Charmville. (laughs) (laughs) So that is interesting that each uh, home is its own country, but there are districts... So they're still getting we're we're getting broader borders here, but you only need the districts for um, geographical reasons. Well, uh, geo blocking and and television and media there is still (laughs) an amount of geo blocking. You can't have a society without some geo blocking. So what is it? The Charm District, (laughs) Charmville, Charmville is like. They really like a certain specific TV show. Yeah, I mean it's mostly like those kinds of Japanese uh, game shows that you see on like the porn sites. And I don't know that. <laughs> okay, and okay. don't. I'm not saying I'm not being one of those guys. Like, well, oh, you you I don't watch porn once with this YouTube. I don't know that it's set up. It's yeah. gonna be you're gonna know about a lot of these because you don't sleep. I like that it's gonna be sleeping set is up. watching television in this world. So you, so you know regenerate me, by watching. Yeah. And the, it's eight hours between oh, okay. 12 and eight in the morning. Yeah. And your eyes are propped open. And uh, <laughs> so it is a lot like Clockwork Orange. <laughs> it's a lot like Clockwork Orange or Brazil. And uh, yeah. and you're watching just these, if you're in Charmville, uh, Japanese porno game shows. Let me ask you something. Yeah. Um, these animals that are governors. Oh, yeah. Do, how do really they communicate with their people? Licks. And we understand what that means. Well, if they lick you, they like you, and you get to do whatever. <laughs> so there's no real laws here. <laughs> they're, they're, they're governors only in like a cute sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, hey, governor. We really appreciate them.
1: That's so very cute. nice.
0: You know, and but the thing that, sounds like an adorable uh, planet. We drain the dangerous animals of their strength. <laughs> oh my god! And where does the strength drainage go? The core of the Earth, so that we can keep powering the. Oh my god! So this planet is powered by animal <laughs> strength. Animals, <laughs> <laughs> and they're all just docile, cute little yeah. quote unquote governors. Like kind of, if you look at an ape's palm as it's being drained, <laughs> it wrinkles a bit. Can I just say one thing yes. as a compliment? You're way more creative than you, uh, <laughs> you should be in everybody's face all the time. You but think I should be like this more? I definitely know that you're a super funny writer, but the way your mind is working right now, I really enjoy it. I love it. I love it. I love uh, – but the thing is I feel like it gets really close to just being that – Nonsense? Yes, the man on the street being led into the ovens by the Germans. In this world, let's say, just for uh, – do you uh, worry about becoming a man on the street like that? Oh no! Being homeless is the highest uh, compliment a man can have. In uh, the, right, well, this the world. only higher compliment is to light yourself on fire and protest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like the ultimate. <laughs> but in this case, you know, matches are—they uh, are. Uh, fire is just not as much of a thing in this world. It's all strength. You drain <laughs> the strength of fire for the planet. <laughs> I see all these tubes full of power going into this core. Also, we're taking most of the Does the planet the ever human- sputter when oh, it needs more power? Time. I mean... I like, know, do you guys I'd, freak out? Do you get a little anxiety about how much power? I don't want to cause some anxiety, but when there's, like, a geyser, it's of blood shooting out of the Earth. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> because there is another Does aspect. it ever proje- pro- 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 propel the planet off of an axis? Oh, it's bouncing around like a, a, a golf So it's not like this planet ball. where it's, like, locked in the gravitational pull of no, the No, no, the whole thing with this cool planet is it's, like, it's, like, uh, the out like thing, a pinball, pinball game. Yeah. 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 Wait, it's, like... Did the Adams family have a pinball game in the show or like there's an Adams family pinball game <laughs> like you played? game thing would always be <laughs> <playing>. <laughs> <laughs> He was really good at pinball. But it was only in the new Adams. Family. He was really the good TV on show. the right side of pinball. Yeah, you could only do. He'd be like beckon to people so that he could have a game. <laughs> <laughs> Bend it like Beckham. Um, Bend it like that. <laughs> hey, Thang! God. In the in the update of the TV show, he was called Thang. <laughs> ain't no Thang. He wasn't in it. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no Thang. That's what it was called. You had to figure out it was Adams Family reboot. <laughs> also, it was like Adam, Adam, like A D A M apostrophe <laughs> <laughs> S. It's a different guy. Yeah, and it was like Adam West, Adam Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Adam Gomez, and this is my family. There hey. Ain't no Thang. Hello, I'm Adam Gomez and uh <laughs> Was it Christopher, Christopher Dubbs? Yeah, it was Christopher Walken. It was uh yeah. It was That's Jay really Moore nice. as Christopher Walken. Jay Moore is so good as Christopher Walken in the nineties. Yeah, and he's such a good tipper. Is he? I don't Did know. Did he tip you for something? Yeah, probably. I mean with comedy tips. <laughs> you hear them on a podcast, all so his tip. Give tip, tip, me tip, one tip, of tips. his best tips and then we we will re pod it's like reblogging. He said like give all of your tips in a walk in impression. Huh. <laughs> that was a good laugh. Ha. Huh. Huh. This is a this is a good comedy tip. What do you think about this one? Whenever you bomb on stage, don't take it so hard. <laughs> You've got to do about 5 to 6 sets every night if you want to be good. I mean, you know, nobody really just starts good. <laughs> When you're first starting out in co- comedy... I can't do the accent. <laughs> can I, I'm when you're first starting out in... Oh, yeah. There's no you'll way. Have there's no way. <laughs> Did, you haven't made it. You'll never make it. Also, <laughs> it. maybe I should have like... I kind of want to involve Alec Baldwin in this utopia so I can do my Alec Baldwin. His voice version. is like the whole thing. Because his voice is the best part. Yes. The only thing that I like about Alec yeah. Baldwin Royal is... Royal Tenenbaum had so. kids and... Royal Tenenbaum was... The president of the Alec, what are you doing, Lululemon? (laughs) Lululemon, (laughs) what are you doing here in Lululemon, Lemon? (laughs) What are you (laughs) doing? I've got this young girlfriend, and then the paparazzi keeps photographing me, and I say to myself, "Louis Laffam would have never let this happen had he." (laughs) I keep wanting different people to be president in my utopia. But But wait, I like that Alec Baldwin, perennially bewildered Alec Baldwin, what are you doing? What are you doing? Very different Alec Baldwin than the one in Beetlejuice I used to love Beetlejuice so much I still do, I think You really expect me to say Beetlejuice three times? Yeah What are you doing, Beetlejuice? Get back to work Lately I've been getting into ska (laughs) Um, so, but you, you're the, wait, what were you, you're the... I'm the ambassador. Ambassador, okay. You're right. the adventurer. I'm the adventurer. I will go so into the unknown. So you're like Ad the no. murk, you know? I like that. Is there... So are one there one-man wars. In shadow my, wars. There's tons of shadow wars. In my opinion, there's not, uh, from <laughs> my opinion, from what I've gleaned out of National Geographic hmm. uh, magazines, there's not much undiscovered territory left on planet Earth in real life. Is right. there... But... 100 years ago or more, 150 years ago, it was so romantic still, right? Right. You'd be like... Do we have that romance back again in the seventy bill? Yes, Like, if friend. I'm going to be the adventurer, can I go on some more adventures? Yeah, you, you can... Um, but it's, it's not just, like, checking into a new country and being like... Well, this is where it gets a little tricky, right? Like, what you have to do yes. to make this exploration possible is you actually need to go to, like... Industrial light and magic into this wardrobe house. (laughs) Oh, Christ. uh, So it's all the magic romance. You've sort of got a pinpoint on the map where you'd like this created island to exist. That's what I was afraid of. They'll create it for you. It'll take a while. Then you sail to it. But But nobody knows. It's not magic if uh, George Lucas Films created it. You know what I'm saying? Well, we I need to go. Everyone like, signs like a non-disclosure agreement. Do you remember like a hundred? I mean, you remember about one hundred twenty years ago, like I do, right? By the way, I've signed a non-disclosure agreement. Not going to watch the movie. Disclosure. No. <laughs> oh. Which one's the one? Which one's disclosure? Uh, Michael Douglas. Second mention. <laughs> oh, podcast. man. He is in the top of your brain just sitting there eating crackers. Gets sexually harassed by his boss, played by Demi Moore. I literally pictured Michael Douglas sitting on the top of your brain eating crackers being like, I like this guy. He's nice to me. He is uh, someone we should all aspire to be more like. Uh, that little snag he hit a couple of years ago was a little freaky. Throat snag? Throat snag. I've got throat snag. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to cure a throat snag. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Prostate, cut snag. out bread, cut out cigarettes. snag. To... Some people say the human race itself is a snag. Oh, <laughs> a snag on this earth. Yeah. yeah. If you look at the planet from from the moon at night, you can tell how much of the human beings have become a snag to the planet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Snags. <laughs> <laughs> are you a snag? What's up with the snags? Um, <laughs> human, the human race is a snag on all of creation. So, yeah, the only people who can sing are, uh, very <laughs> naked ladies. Wait, they. And the Victor. No, there was another singer you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was it? Bob Miles? He, well, that's listening to Legends. The Doors? It's popular. Yes, there's something yeah. that happened with the Doors. I don't know. The beginning of Riders on the Storm is kind of always playing. Ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding. That is the pre-vocals. <laughs> Most of I would listen to All Doors with no vocals all the time.
1: Yeah, Aww, but you know so the, vocals were,
0: the vocals were. There's all this revisionism that's happened because there's just so and many all, so, so many hard. layers of classic rock. Oh, trust so me. many layers of people being forced down your throat musically. Yeah. So it's like now Tom Waits is just like hated by by a lot of people. Or oh, we have two different stand-up comedian friends that have killer Tom Waits bits. Yeah, who's, so Adam Christie has one. Who's the other one? Uh, I saw Mark Little do a really oh, funny God, one God, yeah! And he has that. But his joke about Tom Waits is completely. But uh, his joke about Van Morrison smothered by the Van Morrison joke, where he says he sounds like he's chewing beef all the time. Is that what he says? Yeah, i will <laughs> have him on the show and get him to do the whole thing. Yeah, man, tell him I say hi. That's remembers me Anyone who's listening to this, hi. That's who remembers me. <laughs> Do you remember that? That's the password in my utopia, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> your password is your insecurity. Knock, knock, knock. That's what remembers me. We're having a poker. Oh, my God. Um, What's the password? That's if he remembers me. <laughs> oh, my God. This planet is crazy, but oh, I like yeah. it. Um, fire parts. The only thing I don't like still, and I'm hung up on it, and we just established it. You did, but... Mm-hmm. I don't like that the magic is created by a production house. <laughs> yeah. I want there to still be it's real. Worse than magic, it's but actually, you know what? This is if your- you want to discover a new land mass, <laughs> Yeah, the production house some, creates it for you. Some dickheads. From- but you're the only person with this power. The adventurer, Chris. Yeah. You know, so it's uh, quite a role I'm giving you. No one is just going up to, I can't even, as the ambassador, do that. But the role is it's so fake in a way. I'm not going on real adventures in a way. Well, the thing is that there's a special winch that you can pull. And once you do that. Winch, you said. Yeah, like a little okay. winch. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you pull it, and then a hole opens up below you, and you just tumble. This is different now. For years. Mm, that's the Hang on. But you're being fed delicious foods mm-hmm. from, um, is it Labyrinth, where it's like the hands <laughs> that are all in the Oh, that's so creepy. <laughs> they're feeding you delicious foods. For <laughs> years? Just to keep you alive. Do I go, the go to the bathroom while I'm falling? Oh, they're wiping everything. Oh, my God. The hands take care of me while I'm falling in every aspect of you. And they, they they shut your eyeballs to sleep you. <laughs> like I can't do that when I'm falling? Yeah, yeah. which is maybe preferable to the whole uh, eyes open so you can watch TV to sleep, which is happening to the rest of the Oh, society. my God. <laughs> so I'm not used to this thing now with no, my eyes everything closed. everything is new. Every hand is new. That's the adventure. Every food is new. The adventure is learning to sleep with my eyes closed. Every dream is new. Well, that's true here too. Every dream is new every dream let me ask you this are though, we doing, this is, Are we going high on the like singing well things? I think it's just like we had a really good uh, everybody's listening. I don't know if you're still listening at this point for some reason what, are we so in much? hour three we're no yeah, no, we're not even at an hour yet but <laughs> <laughs> but it's insane. <laughs> good to know it's been moving fast. <laughs> No, it's almost... But listen, um, we had You guys listening at home, this is very... Nepos cap- is another session. I know exactly that there's a ton of people listening because this is very captivating. I'm captivated myself. We have but Nick s- and I had a very healthy, delicious lunch. That was good. It was and tasty. that's where this creative energy is coming from. It's coming from lightness. That's why there's a Not lightness. only is Nick always a super creative, uh, <laughs> genius monster... I don't know why I said monster. I just had to throw a little snag in there to keep it snag city. <laughs> I think but we had a really good... I huh? realized my monstrousness. Is I'm a monster a little bit. I'm a bit of a monster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a motherfucking monster. But, but the monsters Minaj. are beautiful. But we had a really healthy lunch. So healthy. And that fuel is fueling these this tunnel. But I want to say something. When I'm falling good. for years in the planet... And the hands are taking care of me. They're teaching me about sleeping with my eyes closed. I haven't even gotten Wait, to the end journey. Don't cut of me off because this yeah. is very important for me if I'm yeah. going to be the adventurer of falling down this hole. Everything I sound, like, I like everything about it so far because I do imagine all the delicious foods. I do all, uh, lady hands. imagine the hands taking care of me. It sounds very nice. Lady hands, I like that. Gloves. But does this falling tunnel that I'm falling in forever ever cross over or intersect with the tubes full of animal power? That goes to the core. Because I don't want to come in contact with that. That would be disgusting. Chris, that's what the hands are. Oh, my God. They're expressions of the arms are manifestations of the animal power. Yeah, not expressions. Yeah, manifestations. Manifestations. (laughs) (laughs) And then also, this is important, any film character or literature character or video game character that's fallen in a pit... You pass them. Oh my <laughs> god! Adventure. You're seeing Boba Fett. So I pass like <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, do you think Lewis Carroll is weird? It's quick beach. <laughs> Oh, get out of here! <laughs> no, adult. Yeah, she's grown older over time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm the one making a joke about Lewis Carroll being weird, and you just instantly bypassed it. Yeah, and I take it weirder. to something that's not weird and just sad. Mm. Yeah. Um, who else? Boba Fett, you're right. He fell down that pit. Um, Return of the Jedi. Who else? There's a lot of people. Um, the There's a lot of pit people. Ethan Hunt's team in Mission Impossible 1. <laughs> I don't remember. I think they're in an elevator, but I'm going to count that. Oh my god! They all get killed in an elevator, but they're in this pit falling. And uh, I wish I could think of more pit people. Yeah. What are some other pit people? Man, I. I just get, you know, this is not where my brain is right now. Thinking of all the people that have been in a pit. I feel like there's been. Like maybe Goonies Bill and Ted fallen in bottomless for a long time in bogus journey. Me. You're definitely passing by Bill and Ted. Even yeah. if I didn't have this as a rule, you would still be passing by Bill and Ted for sure. They're involved. They <laughs> they're are on involved. your planet. Oh, they're on this planet. Yeah. They're the gods, maybe. So maybe this is just the world from Bill and Ted. I was talking to Glenn McCauley. Yeah. Uh, another funny Toronto comedian Love writer. Him. He He's a good man. He and I agree. Well, I was telling him this, basically, because we watched a bit of Bogus Journey together recently. I've never seen that. Are you serious? Oh, that was Christopher Walken telling you. He's nervous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I can't. I don't, everybody oh, can do a Christopher Walken impression, I, I, and I can't. I can't do a. I I mean, I could. I, I think I, you can. I had a period earlier today where it was. I was shocking myself that it was actually pretty decent, but then yeah. the one I just did was not. Most of them are not. And I'll even give you guys the Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not being the greatest Alec Baldwin yeah. in the world. Alec Baldwin. Play about Thornton? Or BBT? Or. He was really good in Fargo. I'm in Fargo. Oh, yeah, but I was saying, like, I think Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and, uh, I guess... Bogus Journey. Bogus Journey. I've always preferred it. But it's pretty wild. But yeah. I think those guys sort of, in a weird way, had a hand in making me dumb because when i was a kid i loved those movies so much that i'd be like they're right being dumb rules <laughs> <laughs> i think that those movies maybe ha- helped make people dumber because you would see those movies and be like yeah i know about napoleon genghis khan those guys from uh, <laughs> the adventure, right mirrored, how mirrored, dumb mirrored, they were mirrored, made mirrored, dumb mirrored, people mirrored. feel smart yeah, like, you know... The salad-dressing dude. <laughs> <laughs> Who else is in it? Napoleon, Genghis Khan... Rufus, man. No, I'm trying to think of the historical figures in the first Bill Most, and No, yeah, Beethoven, but they call him Beef Oven. <laughs> right. Socrates. Right, Socrates. The best part is Socrates and Billy the Kid at uh, uh, a mall. Oh, the Billy the Kid is really a shoddy Billy the Kid, if I recall. Oh, yeah, that guy is just like <laughs> a friend of the producer. Really? Uh, no effort so whatsoever. Socrates is... You basically are like, oh, that's Socrates. Yeah. Oh, my God. They got the real Socrates. <laughs> yeah, they got the real Socrates. But the best part is when they're at the mall and Billy the Kid's trying to pick up these girls in the like the food court. Yeah. And then they laugh and call him a geek. And then Socrates goes, geek. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Uh, I feel like the best part of the movie is the weird God gave rock and roll to you thing at the end. For some reason, it's very inspiring. Oh, my God. Wait. Uh, no, that's Bogus Journey. Oh. God gave it's rock really? and roll. Oh. Yeah, the end of what this do they one? play at the end of the first movie? Because don't they play a song? No, they do a presentation at school, and they and it's like oh, right. totally They're awesome. Like, Here's Napoleon. Yeah, Yay. like I guess that's a good thing to think about. Would be like, what's, and he's like, Piggy Wiggy. <laughs> would school <laughs> no Ziggy Piggly, Piggy? Wiggly. Ziggy Piggy. Ziggy Piggy. Would it have been like better? It, that should have just inspired us as students mm-hmm. to. Hire actors to portray people for our (laughs) presentation because that's really all that anyone might have thought these people were doing. Do you want to hear the dumbest thing? (laughs) Project I did in Great. These were actually historical figures around that time, around that age. Where I watched the movie. Do you want to hear the dumbest presentation I ever did? Yeah. Do you have the patience to listen to this? Yeah. Okay, listen. It's so embarrassing. Um, me and two girls had for a project. We had to do make our own commercial presentation to the class right and we did this commercial for a pack of markers (laughs) and the main hook of the commercial was all the colors you got in the pack of markers and we sang along to the song colors by ice T, colors which is about gang violence in la colors you but we're kids, s- be like, you guys are gonna love these markers, colors. You ain't my set. You ain't my friend, yeah. markers. <laughs> I am a nightmare, walking, psychopath, talking, king of a jungle, just a gangster, talking. I feel, uh, and we're like, colors. <laughs> it's weird when you're a kid and you like naughty things, and rap was such a big part of that. It's weird when you don't really get gangland violence. <laughs> I mean, it's lucky. <laughs> when you don't get it. How don't get violence. it. Yeah, I know it's good. We're lucky as hell. I, I just think that, you know, when I was a kid and my friend Gabe brought um yeah. brought out the tape of NWA and the Posse and played I got a fat girl. Oh my joke, got a fat girl, Oh my god. Yeah. And that song, Fat Girl, yeah. being coupled on the same album with a Bitch is a Bitch. <laughs> it's like a horrible... Oh, my God. It's a horrible they were really thing to sort of... Well, it was all easy. I well, feel I feel like maybe... You know, I know Ice Cube basically did A Bitch is a Bitch, and that's like... Yeah, that's Ice Cube's jam. A Bitch is sure. a Bitch is really maybe a song that could just be maybe put in the garbage can forever. The weird thing with Ice Cube is, like, when I see him being interviewed on, like, Ellen or whatever, he's still keeping this super tough demeanor. Yeah. But he also acts like he probably would not... Champion a lot of the stuff he did when he was younger. You mean he wouldn't champion women? They good for nothing. Well, maybe one thing. Yeah, <laughs> or horny little devil. You got to back up, horny little oh, devil. Yeah. You can't bust a nut. Ask me how much I like Arsenio. A lot. Now he's really important. He really <laughs> yeah, helped yeah. the first week numbers. <laughs> about as much as Barbara Snap Centennial. Barbara Snap was uh, the bicentennial. Yeah, yeah. About as much as the bicentennial. How much do you like the bicentennial? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> He's it's okay. I was pretty happy. But he no, had that I whole like. song. Death Certificate this is a very interesting thing because Death Certificate I listened to straight for like a year. That album yeah. beginning to end was so like It was mean magic to me. It was mean. But it was so mean, is I didn't get with it. With cave bitch on it? No, I think that's a lethal injection or something. Okay. But, but yeah. Death certificate is Death I want to kill Sam and all that stuff. Yeah. I um, want to kill Sam. Yeah, Vaseline. But he also had a whole song about the Korean motherfuckers that run the corner store. And yeah. you're like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Like, like at the time know, I didn't like, I was like, okay, this is about a thing that I don't know where the anger comes from. But that's, so like that's true. It is true, but it's also like... And we're not going to have any of that shit in my utopia. We're not going to have nah, this whole... No hate, man. We're not going to have... Like the opening scene from Menace Society yeah. in my world is going to go a totally different way involving free free popsicles. Well, the opening of his... <laughs> for the guy. Well, the opening of his racist song about the Korean store guy uses audio samples from Do the Right Thing. What's the name of that song when he's man? buying the batteries and he's like, 20 motherfucker. Black Korea. That's yeah. the name of it. Yeah. Oh, that's a rough one. It's harsh tokes. And then he's like, "They were just saying whatever at that point, like rap." Well, because in a way, like, <laughs> why did I suddenly feel like a very old man complaining about? <laughs> like, but the, and that was the appeal of it, and that's why it appealed to like eighteen and seventeen. Of year course, olds of course, it was the new punk for us. You were hearing people who were actually having problems. A lot of them. Maybe not Ice Cube, but he was certainly voicing some real stuff. Yeah. You know? And then and like Ice T was like a gangster basically, but it's like Yo. people like MCA were pretty involved in things from the San or Spice One. Like I think that maybe they were studio gangsters, but they yeah. were certainly representing what was horrible and going on in the US yeah. at that time. But like you know, and then all this all the homophobia was like coming from like you heard it, and you thought people were just being rebellious and using these words as weapons or whatever, like to be blunt and sort of express that the music was like rock and roll or something. I mean, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or punk? But in reality, it was like this combination of like weird five percent teachings, combining with like yeah. jail culture, <laughs> combining with like posturing and 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 well you know, h- anger and, and Let's stuff. be honest. How much straight out of Compton sold? Like. These guys definitely had something to say that was different, and America and all of us probably needed to hear it for sure. Mm-hmm. But also, how much percent of their mind was thinking, like, oh, my God, saying the most outrageous thing sells records? Well, I think that that's just, like, hip-hop, like, the nature of um, rapping is, like... you're Yeah, trying is to it say almost, like, outrageous outrageous too thing? obvious for me to say that part. No, no, no. Like, I mean, I, I know what you mean. It's just that... It, it, but, like, is I mean, Ice Cube it, it really, don't... like... What else could I say? Should I make fun of the Korean man? You know what I'm saying? Like, will that be a hit? Like, yeah, I, I know. know. Like, why was he so mad that year? Yeah. <laughs> that was a particularly thing. Because he was year. on a roll, right? And you want to keep well, his record NWA selling. NWA That's what I'm saying. So, sort of, they would really up the ante. Don't forget that at that point he was competing with NWA because NWA, he left yeah, them and he they let, put yeah. out fl F-O for Zagin, right? You know, yeah. Oh. I always said it like that too, though. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't want to. That album. Speaking of which, it's insane. It's like the things you're saying are saying. If insane. you're a religious person, you're like, the devil made this. It's oh. so. What do you think of the it's it's so Nicki Minaj song? So scary. Did you watch that? yeah no. I should. Eh. Let's burp I should. Eh. It's Can a Canadian I just podcast. tell you the last part of the song? It's sort of a spoiler. Yeah. At the end of the song, she goes into the second part where she's just like, if you was skinny bitch, fuck you. Fuck you, skinny bitches. Fuck you, skinny. She yells, Whoa. fuck you, skinny bitches, a lot. Yeah. So that's the new um, Daryl Gates. <laughs> it's just oh, wow. Yeah, there's going to be riots. Um, but there will be no riots in my world. I like I'm this. I, I think it's, it's. I can't paceful. wait to have a guest on that does want to have hate in his utopia, <laughs> like hated There's war. Hate and, room. There's one hate room. One hate room. Yeah, we well you you just can, let it out. Yeah, and it's just covered in everything. Yeah. bad. Yeah, and you actually what it is? It's all you get a sharpie. Everyone has a different color sharpie. Yeah, and you write your little. It can only be four letters. You write your hate word. Four letters. Yeah. There's so many good. Four-letter words for, but the trade-off the the for words. that is your hand falls off that you use the sharpie with. So you have to decide: should I express my hate once and for all, or should I keep my hand? Well, then you, the hand regrows the color of the marker that you used, so everyone knows that you went to the hate room. Oh, it'd be yeah, it'd be interesting if the color of your hand Chris, goes back. Everybody has a hand that's colored. Everybody goes to the hate room. So then there's no, who cares? (laughs) There's no like, hey, you went to the hate room? Yeah. I definitely am thinking, (laughs) I'm wondering who cares. (laughs) (laughs) After my hour long, uh, every moment different from another creating a (laughs) utopia. Yeah. But that's funny. Like, it's like, at first it was like, everyone knows you've been in the hate room because you have a colored hand. Oh, Okay. Everyone's got a colored hand. <laughs> okay. My no, ba- big uh, by the way, the best movie in my Utopia is Godfather 3. Oh, oh nobody, come on. You're trying to it. make it hard No, now. but it's good this time. <laughs> it's not. It's, no, my Utopia has a version of Godfather 3 that is okay, as tell as on tell me how par. it's good. Tell me how it's good. All right. well Al Pacino, I don't even remember. Al Pacino it. has not aged. Oh. Uh, Robert Duvall did, 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 did wind up playing Tom Hagen again. Who played him in the third one? He, he was – I think they That's said he died. And then they bring in George Hamilton as the new consigliarity. Um, Joe Mantegna is maybe a little bit less Joe Mantegna than people need him to be. I'm really focusing on my impressions in this podcast. That's great. But, um, yeah, Joe Mantegna, we'll keep him in there. But Andy Garcia is still in there. Sofia Coppola. Has been... <laughs> so a lot. Didn't they want Winona Ryder to play her part? Yeah, but we're not having her in there either. Okay. We're going to have her played by Martha Plumpton. You know who I think should play it? No. Um, Kathleen Moon, Moon Zappa. Moon Unit. Moon Unit Zappa. Maybe. I'd be up for that. Moon. <laughs> M-U. Moon Unit. Moon Is there, a, like... What about your world? Have you presented your world, like... Ever? No, man. I just hang out with you guys you to have, help you. Do you want to offer? Uh, no, Godfather 3 in my world. Sorry. Not though it just ends at 2? Um, just the old parts of 2. <laughs> don't even the De Niro mean, parts. You don't even like the new parts in 2? Not really, They're actually. amazing. They're amazing. But they're a little, you know, people... That movie is amazing, yeah. I got to admit. I just thought, I just pictured Pacino in, is it Cuba? Or, uh, no. That uh, part's amazing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can't get rid of that. But it's also like, there are weird parts in Godfather 2. Oh my mostly God, between, Fredo just walking all over his tongue. What an idiot. Yeah, but Michael, Michael and Kay is the one thing in Godfather where it's like, if you don't like Italian high drama, maybe you don't need that. In your life, but oh, I think it's kind of cool. Slowly shutting the door on her all the time. Give me a break. Yeah, why was he such a slow door closer? <laughs> <laughs> in my perfect utopia, the Godfather closes the door fast. Yeah, maybe people wouldn't see all of the machinations if you would just slam it. <laughs> Not worry about sorry, it. baby. Yeah. He was. <laughs> Adrian, you're in the mafia! That's the one thing that. Please don't. That's the one thing that guys don't get. Like, if you're going to be His, super cold needs. and exclusionary to your lady, uh, of course it's going to fall apart, you idiot. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like, like, no, Kate, don't leave me. How do I not know that I'm totally bad? It's like, you should go, okay, Kate, here's what I'm going to need Kate, you yeah. Okay, Kate, here's what I'm going to need you to do. I'm going to need you to put this gun in your purse and you see that cop over there? I need you to shoot him in the face. Just walk away. Yeah. Now you are part of it. (laughs) Now you're in the family. Yeah. Welcome! And also, how old should our children be before they do that, too? Yeah. I need you to put the baby... (laughs) Have the baby punch him. I know you've... uh, This is out of non sequitur, but we've been talking a lot about movies and music. I know you're a huge... Exercise guy now. No, I try. I'm not. We all try. We all try. What kind of exercise would you do in this new world? I'm doing like... In the 70s. Th- you do throw kiggles with cigarettes. Her- <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> No, uh, there is a daily calisthenics that the world does, and the ambassador runs it. Oh, so it is kind of North Korea, <laughs> yeah, definitely <laughs> elements. <laughs> you know, uh, and what you do first, you wiggle your you own march. You, no, it's all wiggling, man. <laughs> uh, morning wiggles, morning wiggles. <laughs> this is morning wigs. I you like know? it. Morning More. wiggles, and that goes on. That's about four hours, you know. But That's there's like, it's really loose. Yeah, you know we're. Uh, celebrities are part of it. <laughs> there's a guy on a foreman grill, just like Dash. Tell me which celebrities are doing the morning wiggles probably uh maybe uh james woods uh oh, Cam- C- Cameron Mannheim man, you really um, go for the dirt uh, I mean not like their dirt even Edie <laughs> you really get in there. maybe uh you clean behind sl- the ears with your references <laughs> slim uh thug. <laughs> Oh, my God. And then so all all these celebs, (laughs) like James Woods and Slim Thug. And and they're playing the character that you've requested them to that day. Yeah. So Slim Thug is whoever you've asked him to be. Be. Oh, my God. I just imagine Slim Thug being like. I'll be whoever you want me to be. I can be whoever you want. <laughs> <laughs> we can be T.I. I can be whoever you like. That's like what rap is now, right? It's that you take the melody of a song, and you're just like, yeah. you're just like where fashion lives. See, eating with me, we go right back into music. I can't. I it, like it's melody. all the
1: I you know,
0: it? but it's all music and movies. I could also talk to you about what do you want to talk about? No, it's good, but this yeah. I know. I'm like Nardwar. 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 Um, did you watch him talk to Riza and the Wu Tang and Uh It was like a 22 minute interview, and I watched the whole thing captivated. Someone told me because I was Methodist I thought Raquon was going to kill mad. him. Yeah, and the Riza's into it. Someone told me it that way. Every only Riza's being playful. Cool. Yeah, like. Inspector Deck, because he's so like light and springy on record, I mm-hmm. thought he was gonna be like more friendly, but he's like but he was just like Who's who who do we have here? Or whatever and he's like, I'm Inspector Deck, I'm good or something like that, and then just like totally not like cold and you walks done away. After that. Okay. Yeah. It's he's weird He's like, I'm good, know? homie, and then just like walk away. Isn't that a weird thing where it's like Maybe 30 years into your career or whatever. 20 but Inspector Deck, in my opinion, never blew up like he should have. No, he never did, but then... Because those verses on 36 Chambers... They make the album. Are insane. And he's great on um, Wu-Tang Forever and on on um, whatever he was yeah. on. The first, like... like yeah, mo- the 90s Inspector Deck was killer. And that record, Uncontrolled Substance, was a good record, but it wasn't like... Crazy, yeah, yeah. You know? But uh, it was just underrated. But yeah. the thing is, then... That thing happened where Ghostface put a fish scale, you know, a while ago now, yeah. seven years ago or something. And and um, Inspected Deck, they did that one song that was like a MF Doom beat, and then all the Wu Tang people are on it. Oh yeah, and like Inspected Deck's verse on it is really weird. It's kind of hoarse. Yeah, like he's, I remember that. It's yeah, the, it's like it's a little the Doom beat that he gave to the Monster Island zars Yeah, you remember, remember that. Thing. Well, I don't really remember that record. I'll find it. I have to get going now anyway. Yeah, I should go too. But anything... Okay, let's... So we... I can't even... Usually I try to summarize the utopian world, but I can't with yours because it's so insane. Here, I'll do it for you. Everything's a country. Yeah. Everything. Every house is a country. Every house is a country. I'm the ambassador. You're the adventurer. Yeah. Uh, It's shaped like a boot. We didn't even talk about that. (laughs) And um, there's also a... Earth's core is powered by the strength of... Animals that have dangerous strength, so we sap that. Yeah, nobody has dangerous strength in this world. Yeah. There's Victrola factories or Victrola stations where you go and listen to whatever music you want. Bob Marley Legend is very popular there. Mm-hmm. Um, am I forgetting some stuff? A lot of stuff. The Wiggles are the morning exercise. Morning Wiggles. Wiggling. There's celebrities. Um, like there's a pit that you can fall into that you fall for years. Hands help you're, you. You're the only. Oh, one. the adventure. That's okay. if you want to go on a true adventure. Um, animals are governors. Yes, but basically only because they're cute. Their powers are sapped. Anything. Yeah, yeah. There's a, we don't need governors, but we call them that. Yeah, and is there a name for this world? Popcornopolis. Uh, it's called Seventy Bill because there's Seventy Bill houses. Seventy Bill. Well, that could be the nickname, but you could be Corn Popopolis. Tell the said. aliens to go there. They're missing out. On hey family. guys, if you're listening, tell the aliens to go to Seventy <laughs> Bill. Okay, Nick Flanagan, it was so much fun having you. Yeah, is there anything is awesome. you want to say to the listeners before we get out of here? I don't know. Is this where I say I have things, or is that like something you'll do after? Yeah, I think <laughs> this will probably come out like either next week or the next. So if you have things coming up September, I don't it. know. Apparently, I'm opening for the band Fucked Up in September. It would be nice if I perform at JFL 42. I have no idea if that's going to happen. Uh, but go to that anyways, because we'll go be... Go anyway. It'll you know, be really good we'll festival hang with all up, these yeah. great people. Um... Wrong Hole. That's my band. Shit, I forgot you to mention Wrong You should probably Hole. check out our vi- lyric videos online. They're amazing. They're the funniest thing. I'm on Twitter. Yeah, his band Wrong Hole, <laughs> you have to check out. Even, like It's super like old school, funny, punk, and he has videos where you can see the lyrics, and his lyrics are genius. I think you'll have a good time. Or that, maybe not genius. They're hilarious. Did <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Jake make a cake? That's pretty sweet. One thing about Jake. He loves to pick. That's true. You'll get it when you see it. But also HGTV. Anyway, yeah, yeah, whatever. HGTV. He also has a, This is a few, a few, more than a few years old now. But he's got his first album. I'm here all week. is oh, yeah. On iTunes, right? Right. So get that. It's super funny. You can actually hear me laughing a lot on the album. It's awesome. Boom. And yeah, Wrong Hole. Get his back catalog of his old band, Brutal Nights too. <laughs> Buy all the albums he's made. Tanko Jones Podcast. Tanko, Tanko Jones, Jones Podcast. Podcast. Watch The Day My Butt Went Psycho because I wrote some episodes of that. Oh. Which one? The Day My Butt Went Psycho. The Day My Butt? Yeah, The yeah, Day I My Butt that. Went Psycho. It's actually a good show. Well, Nick, thanks um, so much for coming. Oh, follow him on Twitter, at The Flans, right? I know. This is a lot of stuff, but... It's okay. I'll say it in the stuff. outro too at the Flans. Yeah, at the Flans. But I don't thanks know. Thanks so much. Did you Let have Let me know fun? if you need any. I had so much fun. Good. Me too. Oh my God, Chris. This is so fun. Good lunch. Good podcast. Yeah, top shelf day. Good world. No I much, think it'll be a blast. No much worry. <laughs> and then we're going to do comedy tonight. That is my favorite Bob Marley song. Speaking of him, No Much, much Worry. worry. <laughs> be All happy. Right. Thank you. All right, guys. That was the uh, Utopia to Me interview podcast with Nick Flanagan. I hope you guys had a good time. I had a really good time laughing a ton like that. Since the uh, introduction, I've put on a shirt. I'm feeling a lot more comfortable at home now, not as uh, gross. And that's the second podcast. I hope you guys are having a blast. Please... Go on Twitter at Utopia to Me and follow it and uh, get all the updates. Also, I'm Chris Locke. You can follow me at, at ChrisLockeFun to know when next stand-up gigs and uh, short web videos and all that stuff is coming out, which I do a lot of. Yeah, that's it. I don't know. I hope your plane ride was good. I hope you landed where you wanted to land. And I hope you're enjoying uh, some kind of meat. And if you're a vegetarian... Man, isn't a portobello mushroom burger so good? Thanks so much, and I'll talk to you guys again. Thank you.